Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raff Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Boring. A <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time. With a focus on football. 36-yard line of Philly. Shotgun snap to Hertz. Dropping back. Only one person rushing. Hertz looking, standing still, winding up. Long pass. It lands at the 20. No one is there. Zeros on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57 on a game-winning field goal. Trailing at 10. At the halftime stop, 24-14, they go on to win 38-35. What a game. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. We've got a wild one <laughs> this week, episode 300 and what are we on now? 391, I think. Yeah, I think three, it is. 391, think it is. January 14th, 2024. We're going to talk about Super Wild Card Weekend here, NFL action, but also in the week that has passed us by, three significant football coaches have moved on. Uh, so it's been I feel a wild like we, week. I feel like we have to talk about that as well, Justin. But uh, welcome into the show, Joe Mays, Justin Raffoff. Bonkers week. Just bonkers with all the news and the game action over the last two days, especially the one that happened just before this show started. Yeah. Uh, a lot of eyebrows being raised, a lot of talk going around. I know my dad is not happy. Obviously, I wasn't happy last night. I think we know a few people that weren't happy with the first game yesterday. Oh yeah. So a lot of honestly, I feel like two of the first three games have been upsets. Yeah. Because I I think a lot of people thought Cleveland was going to win that game. Yeah. I thought most people thought now, Dallas was going to win. Yeah. I would say Dallas is a huge upset. Um, I would call Cleveland an upset. I mean, they they technically were the favorite. Um. I know. I feel. I don't think this is a shock. I feel like there were more people on Houston's chances than there were on Green Bay's chances. Um, or maybe that's just what I was seeing. But both of those were significant upsets. Um, and then Kansas City, I, I that was. I think that's what most people would have predicted, um, but not any less painful for, for you. No. <laughs> um I, I look. I didn't expect them and, and, to win. Right. So, what? Right, and this is a little bit of foretelling here. But like you, you were very clear about it. Like you felt like the writing was on the wall of how this was going to go, and it kind of went that way. Right. And, they and had, my fear is I have very similar you have feelings, the same feelings. Uh, for tomorrow. Well, I mean, what can quick recap the Dolphins because I don't have a lot to say. I right. didn't give them. 
a shred of hope to win that game for a variety of reasons. One, it's the defending Super Bowl champions and arguably over the last three plus many, years, the best quarterback in the league. How many times can we say it? Until you show us otherwise, you're right. the you're the guy. And I know you're that, the and the team. And I know Kansas City had a rough year this year, at least by their standards. But rough like year you said, where they could sit everybody because they won their division right. before for the, the eighth last straight week of the year or whatever. Right. But it was on the road for the Dolphins on the road. Bitterly cold, what fourth coldest game in NFL history, at least yeah. at kickoff. Yeah. I saw Ken Anderson was like, you think minus 27 is cold? Because I guess yeah. it was minus 59 for that, that right. Bengals game right. that he played in like right. 40 years ago. Um, then the, the Dolphin, I, I don't, not using injuries as an excuse, no. but it's but it, six defensive happened? starters out, not right. playing. Right. I, I, you're going against the best quarterback, arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, especially over the last three plus years, not having six defensive players, probably going to catch up with you. Yep. And offensively, the dolphins have been out of sync for over a month. So I really like if they would have won that game, I would have been shocked about as shocked as I am right now with the way the Cowboys looked this evening. Because if you told me that Cowboys Packers was going to end, what was it? 48, 32. Yeah. There, I wouldn't never had said it would have been the Packers winning that game. No. Just because of the way the Cowboys had been winning at home, how good Dak and the offense had looked there, the defense had been getting it done. It it's shocking how bad that well, was. And it was and, not even as close as the final score and, was. And I said it to you, like if you would have told me Green Bay won, I would have been like, right. okay. 27-24. If you would have told me that they won a game that was only competitive because they took out their starters maybe a possession too soon. I would have been like, what? Like, I I was stunned. Stunned by that. Like, and that isn't a statement about Green Bay. It's that I fell into the, like, I was buying that this was different for Dallas too. Um, and it wasn't. It really... Yeah, well, Dallas falls into the same thing that I think about the Dolphins. This same old team. Same old team that can't get it done when it matters. Same old team that folds and fades as the season progresses. They don't look good enough. Dallas, it's been a playoff issue. They're the first team since like 1970 or since the merger to for a team to win 12-plus games three straight years and never make the conference championship game. So it's been massive playoff failure for Mike McCarthy's Cowboys, and I would be shocked if he's not fired by tomorrow morning. Honestly, yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't fired as soon as the game ended. Oh, he he's done. Like you can't you can't win, go twelve and five or whatever they've been the last three years, and look that bad against the 49ers for two straight years, and then get embarrassed by the Packers today, the seven seed. And you had sent me that stat. No seven seed had ever beaten the two seed. They were six and no, because this is only what the fourth year with that system. Yeah. It started in 2020. Um, yeah. But so there was just so much weird stuff like going on. It, to me, it started back. I think it was the Thanksgiving game when they whooped Washington and Jerry Jones made the comment that like, this is up there with winning those Super Bowls. That was a weird, a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like referencing a win over the worst team in the division. What the second with, worst team with in the NFL? The highlight of your ownership career and the you know like the franchise highlight. Like that was like those don't even belong in the same sentences. A blowout win over a bad team in November. 
I get it's the big game on national TV Thanksgiving. Like that's you should always want to. And that's not to say it's not a big win and a good win. Like that those are all true. They are not in the same chapter as winning Super Bowls. And so for the owner who seems to be only obsessed with winning Super Bowls to even bring it up, it wasn't brought up to him. Like that was weird. Then there's been some other things, but then in the pregame stuff today, they were talking about how CeeDee Lamb talked about how like it's been so different and there's so much pressure and everything. I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, they're like, yeah, just walking around. You can tell there's just pressure on everybody like in around town. And again, how that gets presented and how, what effect that has, who knows? You know what I mean? But it just seemed to me, and I remember distinctly thinking around 4.30 today, huh, I wonder if Green Bay can hop out early if that pressure starts getting, is just going well, to be building. That's the worst thing that can happen to and you. And then you Green Bay, down by Green Bay wins the toss, takes, takes the, ball, the ball, and scores, ro- drives it right down your throat and scores a touchdown. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. I, I know I, Dak didn't play great and i know my dad has never really been a dak supporter he kind of stat padded today too he he did but honestly the cowboys defense what what happened there that was just i i think i sent this to you it's a little frustrating (laughs) watching a team run the ball down their throats now they didn't run like it would be like seven five one you know, like it wasn't like they were getting five yards every run. Right. It wasn't but, watching Michigan tear off 40 plus yard runs against Washington right, last, last but, Monday. But it was just steady and they just, they didn't give up. And then guess what? When they would go to play action, they literally had guys, it looked like they were fielding punts because they were so well, wide open. Musgrave, that one was wide open. There was no one around. Yeah. I just, I always, I, it boggles my mind when I see at a professional level, Someone be that wide open. There was no one within 20, 25 yards of him. Um, it, so like, it was just like, but like you, it's rare you hear people talk about how they feel the pressure. And I know whether they talk about it or not, isn't the determinate determining factor of whether it's there or not, but it's just weird to me. Like it, it's just, there are a number of weird vibes. There's always weird vibes when it's like, when you went, 12 and 5 won the division and there's talk of if we lose this game we may our, our coach may be fired um well they're essentially going to if that happens they won 12 and 5 the last 3 years yeah and didn't make it to the conference championship game no they and have never beaten the packers at Dallas Stadium in the playoffs they will <laughs> essentially be completely starting over staff wise if they would fire Mike McCarthy um well, because I there was talk I, I don't mean to cut you off. Last year there was talk of like, oh, if they were to move on, Dan Quinn could maybe get the job. Dan Quinn's rumored to maybe get some other jobs, including Seattle, where he used to be the defensive coordinator. Do you hire the defensive coordinator whose defense just, just looked, looked awful, awful in yeah. your worst game? Well, and I just don't understand. I, I feel like coordinator and this is not just a Dan Quinn Dallas no. Cowboys thing. Coordinators try to outthink the room when you drop a pass rusher into coverage. Yeah. Like why are you doing that? Right. That doesn't make right. any sense. Right. If at if all. they if you you had a play called and they schemed you into it, okay, that happens. 
But when it's the play that you called, like... But Micah Parsons should not be dropping into coverage. No. Hassan Reddick should not be dropping into coverage. No. Mel- now, ball, not in the same level. See ball, but get ball for those guys. Not on the same level, but it's where the Dolphins have been at. Melvin Ingram should right. not be dropping right. into coverage. Right. Just like Jalen Phillips and right. Bradley Chubb shouldn't be now, dropping into coverage. The Dolphins, the last game and a half, some of it was out of necessity because they were soon going to have you and I dropping into coverage. Right, yeah. They were down so many outside edge rushers. Right. But like Melvin Ingram is like 34 and had, you know, right. didn't have a team right. until he came back to the Dolphins with a and, few weeks left because of injuries. And if you how have is he that, dropping into coverage? Right. If you have that, put someone else out there. Like I know it's maybe we don't practice this. Go with the three man front. Dare them to run the ball, you know, but go with three man front. Just throw your able bodies <sighs> out there on the back end. But it does, but, I feel like, I mean, you see it the college ranks t- too. Oh, yeah. Out trying to outthink, like, they think I'm going to do this, so I'm going to do – just do what your right. team is best right. at. You can have Micah Parsons pass rush every down. He should be. And guess That's what? That's what he does best. They're still not going to be able to stop him. He didn't have a sack this game. No. He got a couple penalties got a couple called against calls. him, right. and which hadn't been happening. Right, right. But Rasheed Walker, one of the guys responsible for giving Micah Parsons the, sh- the uh, shutout on the, uh, the stat sheet, at least sacks-wise – so, uh, former Penn Stater, Sean yeah. Clifford, also the backup quarterback there. With one Green of the Bay. games yesterday, it assured that there will be a Penn Stater in the Super Bowl again. I saw that. Oh, yeah? That's well, what I saw, but I don't I don't know who they all are. So, there's got to be someone on any, every NFC team then. Is Cabinda still with Detroit? I don't – I didn't think he was, but, like, I don't know. Like, but I can't name them. Like, Yeah, that's what I'm trying to trying to figure out. Who it would be? Like I know, but I know we had we Nick a bunch Scott of used to be with the Rams, but he's not there anymore. Right, right. Um, yeah, I I'm drawing a blank on who that would be in L.A. and Detroit. If it's, I don't know who it is for the Eagles. Oh yeah, because Miles Sanders isn't there anymore. Right. I'm gonna have to pull that up because that is a that's interesting. To and me. maybe maybe it maybe I misread it. Maybe it was talking about like with or some maybe, things that happened this weekend, it could happen again or something. Well, but I thought and, I saw something yesterday that said it will happen. Well, who was it? Who's it with the Chiefs? I just read the headline. <laughs> I didn't. Understand. I, um, you know what? I believe, I believe Penn State put out a graphic about the players left. Does it have small print? <laughs> Someone reposted that. <laughs> uh, everyone except for five or whatever. Right here, here it is. So, oh, so Dan Chisena is on a team somewhere. I'm right. not sure who, you, who he would be with. But O.A. and Stout are with the Ravens. Right. I believe Bates and Jones and McGovern are all with the Bills. Parsons is with the Cow. This list Cabinda, so he must be at some – maybe he's on and, practice squad. Right, and but, that it probably does include practice squad because um, there aren't pictures of all the guys. Clifford and Walker are with the Packers. Where did – is Amos with the Texans? Because I know Scruggs is. I don't know where Amos is. I know he's not with well, the Packers had, anymore. Well, well, he he went from Bears to Packers to Jets, but then oh, was released okay, or, okay. or granted his release, and he moved on. Scruggs is with the Texans. Donovan Smith is with the Chiefs. I don't know where Nick Bowers or Brandon Smith are. Pat Frymuth, Joey Porter Jr., Allen Robertson are all with the Steelers. Godwin's Jair with... Jair Brown and Kevin Givens are with the 49ers, and Godwin's with the Bucks. So what team didn't we mention there? Eagles. 
So maybe it's every AFC team left. Did we say everyone? We if said, it's every AFC team, then you're, you're going to We said Chiefs, right. we said Ravens, we said Bills, we said Steelers, and we said Texans. Yeah, there it is. So there it yep. is. Guarantee. So there you go. That's. I wonder who just, just Dan Jacena is with. I thought he had been with the Vikings. So I'm not sure who who he is with right now. I have to look that up. He is currently with the – oh, he's with the Ravens. So there you, there go. you go. So the first three are all Ravens. Jacena, Ola, and Stout. Bates, Jones, McGovern. Go Birds. Parsons, Cabinda, Clifford Walker. And I think – is Amos down with the Texans then? Me. He is. Amos is with the Texans with uh, Scruggs. Scruggs is starting, by the way, on that offensive yeah. line. So how about C.J. Stroud? Wow. Dude, and I, I know I know there was talk, and there I know one game in this situation isn't doesn't make everything. And um, Stefanski had, did a great job this year, but it would be a shame if, especially the way that game went. And I know, again, that's not everything, but if he won Coach of the Year over, um, yeah, oh, what's his name uh, from from Houston? I, I thought, yeah. You know, like it, it, it would be a shame. Um, and I don't. It's not. Again, it's not the end of the world. It's not that big of a deal. But, and man, C.J. Stroud, looks he looks fantastic. Really, really good. Well, and somebody said, don't don't overlook this. So, like, Houston did that to Cleveland. Who Cleveland like, and everybody's like, Houston's so young. Yeah, you know why they're so young? Because they had all those all that capital that they got from the Browns for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, who has done essentially nothing for the Browns so far. Yeah, now, I right? know he like, was injured this year, but Flacco. Right. I know he had a tough game yesterday, but Flacco looked pretty right. good. And he's the only reason they got there, like because they weren't going to get there if they didn't bring in a veteran guy, you know. Um, but. Yeah. We've got a decent amount of people watching across the platform, so we appreciate it. But this is a live show, so if anyone has questions or comments they want to throw at us, uh, send us that way. If you are watching on uh, YouTube, we would love for you to subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to this audio podcast afterwards, we would love for you to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, subscribe and add us to your lists on there as well. We appreciate it. We will continue to talk NFL football here because I don't really have much left to say about the Dolphins-Chiefs game. Honestly, that game ended up being closer than it should have been. The The Chiefs choked in the red zone a bunch. Yeah. game could have been out of hand really quickly. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, no, I'm, I feel I'm disappointed like... with the way the season ended because at one point, you know, just a month ago, the Dolphins were in line to possibly be the one seed. And then they yeah. cratered down the stretch, losing to the Titans sucked. They got obliterated by the Ravens and looked not, not great against right. the Bills at home. And then I, I, the writing was well, on the wall in Kansas City. It's those games like that Texans game, or sorry, the Titans game, where you're just like, I hope this doesn't hurt us down the stretch. Well, it did. See, like the, I don't know that the result is different, but the game is very different if that game – well, they're not playing Kansas City. If, well, if in hindsight, right. I look at it, though – the Dolphins would have been bigger frauds, and I feel like it would have happened to them what happened to Dallas. Like I feel like Possibly. they would have, you know, they probably wouldn't have played their starters against 
Buffalo because they would have already had the division the and the two yeah. seed, I think, locked right. up. So that game wouldn't have mattered. Then you host Buffalo again the next week, and what if Buffalo beats you at home at seven beats a two? Right, right. And, and may, maybe the seeds wouldn't have worked out that way. I don't know. You right. beat the tight. Like, I don't know how that would have. Right, no, but no. Say I that's don't. what ha- Like, that would have been worse because that would have been like your division champs, you're the two seed. You lose to a team for the third time this year. Right. You get right. like that would have been worse. So, did I want them to win? Yeah, because as I've said many times over the last <laughs> 12 years we've been doing this show, I guess almost 13 years. Literally in like three weeks. The show is still waiting for a Dolphins playoff. The show has not witnessed a Dolphins playoff win. And actually, you can go back 10 years before the show even began to the last Dolphins playoff win. Miami has not won a playoff game since December 30th, 2000. So our high school diplomas have not seen. No, they haven't. It's like it's ridiculous, and the only this, thing this millennia has barely seen. And but this is the problem with me, and it's happening in front of our eyes right now. The only team that's have a longer playoff winning drought is the Detroit Lions, and they're playing the Los Angeles Rams right yeah, now. Right. And they're off to a better start than. And they're off to <laughs> a much better start than the Dolphins. So, uh, ooh, Stafford just punched that guy's helmet, <clears throat> and then got jacked in the chest, and watch his head bounce off the back of the. Tackles. Oh, boy. That's not good. Carson Wentz time, baby. Uh, It's 14-3, to by the way. Lions uh, up on the Rams. It's not going to happen. But imagine if the Rams won, but Stafford has a broken hand, and Carson Wentz is starting for the Rams in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. (laughs) I I want Detroit. I have nothing against the Rams. Uh, They won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They had an awful year last year. I don't really... Dislike no, no. them I'm, for any, like I'm I don't have anything against them right now. But at, at times I have been I'm, like during that Wentz golf stuff I was pulling for, but like yeah, it's that's long now. gone. Right, that's <laughs> changed many times over now. I, I when I say I'm cheering for the underdog here, it's not in this game. I understand. I think no. Detroit was favored. It's the lovable uh, the losers. franchise. Right. The Lions are uh, Lions and Browns like the well, two. When was the, when's the last time the Lions hosted a playoff game? 1992. Right. Right. It's 2024. <laughs> like, it's been a long time. So, Most of the players on the Rams were not born the last time, or of, on the Lions were not born uh-oh. the last time. Puka Nakua Puka. on my bench in the fantasy. Uh-huh. At least I have him. I thought about taking him, but I, I did not. I did take him. I didn't start. I started Kyron Williams, though. So, well, but, in part, I didn't take him because I thought the Lions were going to win. So, so did like, I, I, but. It was one of those games I felt was more of a toss-up. Oh, oh absolutely. So, absolutely. So I took Nakua and Williams, but I have McCaffrey on my bench for next week. So, Yeah. In case Kyron Williams doesn't move on. Right. But uh, anything else to say about Dallas and the Packers? I, I, I said this so to you So I think they're... Dallas is going to be another coaching vacancy. I do, too. Um, when I think Dan Quinn is going to move on. I think. I mean, maybe not, but if you bring in a new coach, is he going to want his own? Like, No, he... he... I think with McCarthy leaving, unless he were offered the Dallas job, which would be a tough sell. That'd right be a now, tough sell. That would be a tough sell. After I that. think he moves on as well, which means an entire new staff and playbook. You know, because McCarthy was calling his plays, right. which worked honestly. Like his play calling was pretty good most of the year. Struggled a little bit on the road, and the play of Dak today wasn't the best. But McCarthy taking over play calling, you know, getting rid of Kellen Moore. This past offseason wasn't really a detriment to them. No. It wasn't the offense that was failing them. No. But you have the number one. 
Yeah, they hadn't lost the game at home since week one last year. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I don't know. And again, if they, if that was a toss up game, it's a toss up game. But they, it was not a toss up game. No, it, it was not. So, just real quick, and I, this is going to annoy you like crazy. But did the Packers do it again? Like, did do they have another? Oh, did they find? Th- listen, this is me look. jumping on the hyperbole train because that's that's fandom, right? And look, I know that is a ridiculous question, but like. Jordan Love, so this is just real quick. Jordan Love was getting run out of town halfway through this season. They were already, there were people saying they should just start Sean Clifford to see if, you know, like to give him his shot, figure out who these young guys are, and they need to draft a quarterback in the offseason. And now you're like, whoa, Jordan Love is on a tear and playing as good as anyone the second half of the season. I hope, I hope so, just because I feel like it makes Rodgers look a little. Worse, I, you can't like. No, I'm he's a, a multiple but four time MVP. Yeah, like he's obviously first ballot Hall of Fame, right. just like Favre. Right, like they're both two of the be- better quarterbacks in NFL history. As much as I hate to admit it, right. But you and I have said this in text. Big shoes to fill on the field, off the field. Jordan Love doesn't have to do too much to be better than those no, two guys. Just don't be because Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers are garbage human beings. Right, so. Jordan Love just has to basically be an average human off the field, which I believe he already was. Was he not already helping someone in the snowstorm this week? Yes, yes, because Ross Ross Tucker. The the people that don't know Ross Tucker. Right, Oh, gosh, I love who, by the way, at this Lions. He got on TV already, too, I think. I think somebody. He's a sideline guy. Right, somebody sent a screenshot because a receiver ran out of bounds near him, and like he retweeted it, I think. Um, but he, he's like, the, that's he one with Anzalone. Two, yes. Two yes. Why I'm missing guys. Uh, Anzalone having a really good year. If he didn't get injured, I think he could have possibly made the pro bowl. Yeah. I don't know that he yeah. may, maybe he was an alternate or something, but he was having a really good year. Uh, he did get injured. He did also, well, he was injured at the time, but he also, uh, became a dad or yeah. maybe again, yeah. I don't, I'm not sure if it was his first or not, but he missed, uh, the Thanksgiving game, the birth of, I don't remember, birth of a child, but he was also injured, so he wouldn't have been playing in the game anyways. But, uh, yeah, so Ross Tucker and Alex Anzalone, both white missing high school graduates, both obviously there in Detroit right now. The Lions up 14-10 to 10 on Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Ross Tucker sent out a tweet, like a sarcastic tweet about Bad look for Jordan Love right, helping he should be a stranded studi- motorist. He, right, he, he should, should be, be studying, studying film. Like, and the people that just don't know Ross and like Ross does it on purpose, right? Because he was the one. I think the one that put him on the map for yes. the sarcasm yes. was about Kenny Pickett right. not being able to handle he the had, elements. Right, playing right. In Pittsburgh. He, his hands are too small. He'll never be able to survive in the in, in a city in like Pittsburgh. And everyone's like, "Oh, dude, he played for Pitt in college." <laughs> And that's exactly what Ross was doing right. there, just to see how many people and a lot don't know him. And a lot, yeah. And he retweets them. That's the yes, best part. Yes. The people that respond to him thinking he's serious, he re- retweets them. It's right. fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. But So we have this game going on right now. I think we're both pulling for the Lions just because of the underdog mentality. I know yes, it helps yes. you in terms of as your Eagles fandom. But I'm the not Rams confident win. the Eagles win tomorrow. <laughs> right. Like, if the Eagles had already won, you'd probably well, be like more in. Friend of the show and Browns fan, uh, Joe, 
was like, dude, like you don't think they're going to beat a banged up Baker Mayfield tomorrow? I was like, the Eagles lost to the Giants and the Jets. Like, no, I'm not convinced they're going to beat the Bucks tomorrow. With Zach Wilson and Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Yes. Yeah, I, I, did you know Baker Mayfield was beat up? I feel like yes, that came out on... because I saw, I saw some of the game last week where he got popped. Okay, because um, I saw that come out on like Thursday, and I was yeah. like, whoa, is this a new revelation? He got popped, and he hurt his ankle last week. He was hobbled early in the game. I saw it on Red Zone last week. Okay. I, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't realize Because that they needed to win. Out. They needed to win the game, and he got his ankle rolled up on early in the game. So, to, we have two games tomorrow because of the blizzard in Western New York, yes. causing the game to get moved from one o'clock this afternoon to four thirty tomorrow. That is Steelers at Bills. I am a huge Pittsburgh fan, through and through. Um, in terms of AFC squads left in it, they may be my they're they're my number one left in I, it probably with with Chad not who in Kansas City you? anymore. Look, I don't have any ill will towards Andy no, Reid no, or Patrick no, no, no. Mahomes. I, Even I, though they just I beat my it. Dolphins, I like it. I still I still like them. But I'm probably pulling for Pittsburgh. I understandable. understandable. Mostly because for them to do well, they need to beat the Bills and I want the Bills to lose. And no. if they beat the Bills, they get to play the Ravens. And yes. for some reason I feel like Pittsburgh could beat them just because of the rivalry that is there. Between the two teams. And look, the Steelers are maybe an above average team. For them to win one of the games, let alone two, the next two weeks, would be one of the craziest things that's happened. Because you're at Mason Rudolph at quarterback. You're without TJ Watt for at least this game. And they're like one in 10 when they play without TJ Watt. Mason Rudolph winning this playoff game and then them still going with some other quarterback to start next season would be very on par, though. Like, right? Oh, like, boy. If he beats Buffalo and Baltimore, there's no way you, you have to start him next year. Right? Like, yeah. you can't, with the way he finished the you season. See, you see the tweet I sent you? It wasn't my tweet, but like Sean Clifford playing in a playoff game before Kenny Pickett. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, look, I, I think the Bills are going to win that game. They have more talent. They're playing better, but we've talked Honestly, about. I feel like, and this is one of those things where I'm not saying it should have been really played. It, it absolutely should not have been played. But. The Steelers playing in the bad weather was maybe their chance to like muck up that game, like just turn it into a slugfest, you know, like sloppy. I know it's turf up there, but like sloppy, bad conditions, a 17 13 game, or, or even like a, you know, a 14 6 game, you right. know, like that was their chance. I honestly, what I'm hoping happens to Buffalo, and if it's not this week against the Steelers, I hope it's next week against. Texans, Kansas City, Can- Kansas City. I hope it's next week against Kansas City. If it's not this week against Pittsburgh, I hope they feel the pressure like Dallas did. Like I want to hear Bills players talking about the pressure that yeah. is on them. And again, it was just so weird to hear that. Like not, not that there isn't. You know, it's the playoffs. Everyone knows there's pressure, but to hear players just say like, "Yeah, walking around town, you know, it's just a different atmosphere." But there's so much pressure. Okay, okay. <laughs> Your mom's not feeling what I'm putting down. I'm guessing it's the anti-Baltimore talk Listen, or the, if it, the if rooting for if Pittsburgh If talk. it ends up Baltimore-Buffalo in the AFC Championship <sighs> game, Joey will break out his Ray Lewis oh jersey and we'll be... 
Look, if it's Baltimore Buffalo, I'm rooting for the Ravens. So, Cheryl, I hope that redeems me a little bit in your eyes. I hope it doesn't come to that because, honestly, entering the playoffs of the 14 teams in the playoffs, the number one team I don't want to win is the Bills. The number two team I don't want to win is the Ravens. So you can see the conundrum I'm facing there if it's Bills-Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Which, knowing my luck with at least football rooting interest, that's what it's going to be. Which means I'm guaranteed to root for whatever team is left in the NFC. If you could root for the Bucks tomorrow, that would be fantastic. <laughs> um, but, I, yes, I, I'm sorry. I, I have n- never liked the Ravens. Can't, can't do it with Baltimore, but... Look, I hate all the AFC East teams more than that. No, I I completely understand. Uh, I can't like the Bills, Jets, and Patriots will always be down down low, but I just I can't with the Ravens. So and my AFC interest is with the the Steelers, Chiefs, and t- honestly, the te- what a story that would be if the Texans just ran the table. Could you imagine? That would be wild. Uh, I look. I thought they were going to lose this week to the Browns, so I feel like it's going to come back to them. Because remember, this team lost to the Panthers. Right, this team right. They, lost and to they had ups and downs. The Falcons, they had they've had a, a lot of ups and downs, and, and and maybe they're just clicking at the right time. You know, we're not talking about momentum, but just the team being more cohesive, but, understanding the playbook. But look at look at this too, right? So like, so much of the season was emphasized, and and it is like, if there you, was, sorry, no, no, should, that's fine. If you buy me a jersey, it better be OA. Because I'm not wearing anyone else's jersey. Jordan Stout. Okay, Jordan Stout. You know what? Just find like a discount McSorley jersey. I know he's not there anymore, but uh, it's got to be a Penn Stater. Because if you give me a Ray Lewis one, I'm throwing it in my fire pit immediately. What what about an Ed Reed jersey? Uh, It would take a lot for me. Like It would take them playing the Bills. It would take them playing the Bills for me to wear that. Fair enough. So I mean, putting it out there, it would happen. But it would never be Ray Lewis. I would never wear a Ray Lewis anything. I don't want him anywhere near me in any way. In any way. Well, I fear for my life if he's actually near me. So you don't want to f- run up against him in a dark alley. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> so, uh, so go back to what you were saying. Oh, I don't remember. No, you don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so besides Bill's. Steelers tomorrow in Buffalo. We also have Eagles Buccaneers. We talked about it a little bit. So Baker Mayfield is injured, expected to play. Yeah. Eagles, AJ Brown is out, but Darius Slay is back, correct? And Devontae Smith is back. Darius Slay is back. Devontae Smith is back. How's Jalen? DeAndre Swift is back. Jalen's back and was throwing. Swift had an illness, right? Yeah, it was illness. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Swift had a dislocated middle finger. On his throwing hand, yeah, but yeah. he's good to go. Yeah, he did not throw on Wednesday, but he was throwing Thursday at practice. Yeah. Okay. The Eagles, are are they still favored? They were favored by two and a half, right? I think, I think they are favored by two and a half or Look, so. And we talked about this, I think, last week as the Eagles were plotting to the finish line and looking, what, lost five of their last six or four of their last five? What was it? They were they were ten and one, they and they finished they lost five eleven last and six. six. So they were one and five in their last six. Didn't look great. We talked about when they got to you know nine and one, ten and one, about how they were playing with fire. You yeah. know, I said it on the show. Is, is this is this them getting away with it that they're playing bad but still beating good teams, or is this who they really are? Right. And it feels like that's who they really were. Right. Yeah. But they've also played better, so we know that they can be better. So right. it just depends on what comes comes about it doesn't seem like i mean the defense is nothing like it was last year no even when they were 
winning, they were nothing like they were last year. I mean, they no. dropped from the number one team in terms of sacks because I think they had about 70 last they year. 70 they finished plus. the regular season this year with 43. Right. That's a, right. that's a lot less sacks. Yeah. A lot less sacks. So, and, and the offense just has kind of looked out of sync all year, even when they yeah. were winning, even when they were winning 10 of 11. It just, yep. it felt off. Jalen never felt comfortable, well, especially at, throwing at the ball. At times, they've looked great. Like, and that's part of it. Like, it, this will sound bad, but like, it hasn't been like the Steelers where like it's just been bad offense for, for like ever, right? <laughs> it's, it's been more like they'll look great for like a quarter, a quarter and a half, and then something bad happens and it just everything changes, you know? Like, it's like, well, what? relax like what happened you know like it just it's just weird um and i don't know what it is i don't i don't it's tough and i think i said this to you if not i'm saying it to you now like the no matter what happens tomorrow night even if the eagles lose by multiple scores you won't convince me that tampa's a better team than the eagles like the eagles something was going on and they just did not play to what they needed to play like that's but like I, I still am not confident they win tomorrow. I think they could very easily win and still look poor. You know what I mean? Or or unconvincing might be a better way of saying it. Like they could win tomorrow, like 24 17 or something, but no real conviction in the win. You know, it scares me because I don't know how they stop the pass against. against um, Detroit or San Francisco or Tampa or Tampa. You got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like I, I just, I'm not convinced that they can get it done. Yeah. Well, Bradbury and Blankenship have not been good. No. Slay is coming back. Slay so that could stats, be a boost. Right. And Slay's stats are better than what he was getting credit for. But like when there's, we say this all the time, when there's no pressure, it starts to matter less who the guys on your back end are. Right. Like it, it right. matters well, less and less. I think about that. And, it's almost like a bell curve because if your guys up front are extremely good, like they were last year, it matters less and less how your back end plays, right? Like it's in the middle when, when you're, if your guys are like, okay, up front, then you need like guys really good. It's when your guys up front are bad or really good that the guys on the back end kind of get, Hidden. Right. Or, and well, and it was the, the Giants 15 years ago that m- made it that you need like four or five elite rotational pass rushers, and then your secondary doesn't matter. Right. Because if you're constantly pressuring the quarterback, right. even if you're not getting the sacks, right. as long as you're making it uncomfortable and forcing someone to throw on the run or before they want to throw it, your coverage guys don't matter. Right. And as much. Right. Because those, the DBs, but, when the Giants won those two Super Bowls in four years or whatever, beating the Patriots. Right. Now it was the pass rushers that were getting it done, and they talk about how bad the Eagles are against the blitz, which they have been. They've been awful against the blitz. However, how how are you, how do you help everyone out with this? Run the ball, and I don't just mean like run it forty times. I mean run it effectively, right? Like run it effectively, and guess what gets better? Your ability to pass, because then they're going to have to like. Then, then play action becomes better. You know, like there's a lot that goes better when you're able to run the ball successfully. Um, 
and I think that's going to be a key for the for the Eagles tomorrow. Is your buddy CJ Gardner Johnson there getting the penalty for Detroit? Yeah, as much as he's annoying, Eagles could use him right now. So, well, what the so, Eagles offered to pay him, like, and he didn't want what the Eagles offered. What is your so. gut feeling for tomorrow night? What are you, is it going to be a low scoring game? You think it's going to be a high scoring game? I know you don't think. So I shouldn't say you do think the do Eagles. You know what are the over under is tomorrow? I don't. Last I knew, the Eagles are favored by two and a half. So Eagles, Buccaneers, betting line. Let's see, uh, what do we got here? So Eagles, Bucks, over forty, over under forty three, or about, something right about where I'd put it twenty three twenty. That's. Sounds. Um, I'm going over. I would go over because you think the Eagles' defense is just that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can see it being 27-24, something like that. Yeah, I'll go over Look, just because I feel like I pick the Eagles to win. You can have bad football get over forty three and a half or forty four. Oh yeah, you pick the Eagles to win. I pick the Eagles to win. I, th- I think I did too. You picked the Eagles, but it was your least confident yeah. pick. Because remember, you sent me the email, and I was like, yes, "Whoa, yes, yes." yes and that's I, right, that's I was right. like, "I think you have your confidence numbers right. mixed up." Right, yes. <laughs> you gave him a six, and that means you're guaranteeing an Eagles win, which doesn't sound like you. It's almost like you know me. <laughs> Oh gosh. So, all right, so that's all wild card weekend. We covered the games that were the game that's currently going on, the games that are coming tomorrow. So let's talk a little bit about the three coaching retirements or they're not one is a retirement in college. The other two are teams moving on sort of respectfully. I think at least Belichick and, and Kraft with the Patriots mutually de- decided to part ways. It yeah. kind of sounds like the Seahawks told Carroll like, you need to resign and move into an advisor we'll role give or you you're this, getting fired. This is your new spot, right? Yeah. You can take it or leave it. I, I wonder, is is he, for like, is there something in a rework contract that forces him to do that? Or can is he a free agent to go coach somewhere? See, I feel like the only way that would happen is if he had put that in his contract before because he doesn't have to. You know what I mean? Like, he could have, they can't come to you necessarily unless you have that clause in there that they can just do that. Man, those three, four-yard outs on fourth downs are so hard to stop. Don't tell the Dolphins that. I'm telling you, man, that Tyreek Hill play. When they when they got that bomb to Tyreek Hill yesterday, I was like, all right, they're in this. Like, yeah. The offense seemed oh, to yeah. be like clicking enough. I thought I thought that was going to be a turning point where I was like, all right, they're going to keep it together. Right. But like as much as the Dolphins defense held them to field goals and like they played well in the red zone, they couldn't stop them from driving the field. Um, you don't have to tell me, man. The Eagles did not force them to punt in the fourth or in the second half last year. So Nick Saban retires from Alabama from college. Oh, I thought football. that was picked. I thought it was picked. Oh my gosh, he's gonna dive into the end zone untouched. What a game we're getting right now. The Crimson Tide have already moved on to Kalen Bower, the Washington head coach, and he's bringing a few of his guys, including his offensive coordinator from Washington. They've already hired Jed Fish from Arizona. Saban goes out with, across his college career, seven national championships, six of them at Alabama. Just, um, he did at Alabama what Nebraska has been trying to grasp for 
two decades now. Yeah. Two plus decades now. Well, and we talked about it in- Alabama was was irrelevant. They were a middling team. They were a- like a tw- top 20 to 30 team yeah. Uh, uh, before he before he got right. there. And riddled with like- Sanctions NCAA and stuff issues, like that. Right. Yeah, issues. And I think they haven't been w- worse than, less than 10 wins since 2010. I think they've won 10 plus games every year from 2011 on. Yeah. Double digit wins every year, 2011 on. Won six national championships during his time- always has basically a top five, top three recruiting class. It's tough to replace someone like that. And there was a long list in the athletic of these, you know, incredible coaches retiring. And then the, the people behind them finding out that it's tough to replace a legend. So lots of reasons. It'll be interesting to see what DeBoer is able to do there. When Saban came there, why, why did he, why did he get hired there? Because they needed to beat Auburn. Right, like that was the goal. Yes, national championships are the goal, but it was beat Auburn, win SEC championships, compete for national championships. Right? What's the what's the standard there now? The standard there now is win na- winning national, national championships. championships. Yeah, plural. Not and now it'll be easier, but not making the playoff is an abject failure because it's twelve teams. If they miss the playoff next year, it wouldn't surprise me if they fired him. Like, and that that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Right, unless they go like zero for 12, 0 and twelve well, next year, you cannot fire him. And in the decade, right, we had 10 14 CFPs. Yeah, Alabama only missed it twice. Right. So and, you are a top four team right. eight and, out of ten years, and and or seven out of ten years, whatever like it at was. At least two of those times they were like arguably still one of the best four teams. They just didn't. They just the way yeah. it fell. They didn't get in. Right. So. Yeah, the the standard couldn't be higher. The right. expectations could not be higher. Right. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, musical chairs in college football have seemed to settle down. Norvell signed a contract extension. You saw Sarkeesian sign an extension at Texas and Lanning and Oregon, all three of those guys, all represented by the same guy. Jimmy yeah. Sexton, yeah. who all got his Saban, I, a Sexton guy. Those three guys, Sexton guys. He just money I left and right. To, I had to laugh. Uh, Florida State got in trouble for using NIL inappropriately to do. But part of me wants to be like, can you imagine if Norvell is just like, we're not sorry and we're going to keep doing it. What are you going to do? Keep us out of the playoff? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I know that's not the way they'll do it, but. I just, I just love it. Oh man, <laughs> my buddy Tom. Yeah, <laughs> throwing some shade. Oh gosh. So, Belichick's out in New England. He wants to keep coaching. I think he's 15 wins away from breaking Don Shula's NFL wins record, which I believe includes both regular season and playoffs. Belichick's at 333. Shula finished with 347. So Belichick needs 15 wins to surpass Don Shula, which I hope he doesn't get. But Belichick wants to keep coaching, and someone will hire him. I believe the Falcons and Panthers have been linked to him. The Falcons are the front runner for him, but like, there's some wild cards well, in that race now. Well, there's a possibility that Dallas is going to open up. People are thinking if the Eagles look bad tomorrow so, night, could the Philadelphia so job the open up? If the Eagles lose the way they lost last week to the Giants, 
I don't know if I think Sirianni should be fired. Like I, I, I'm taking that part out of it. I can't say with confidence that he wouldn't be. If they look, if they get embarrassed tomorrow, the way they were embarrassed last week, I can't take it out of the equation. Also, playing factor two, is there something else going on there? Is that is there some underlying issues that are part of this collapse? Or is it they're not as good as they were at the first part, and maybe they're not as bad as they've been for the last month or somewhere in between? Right. Like, I, I don't know. But, like, in that building, I feel like they know. And while Jeffrey Lurie has ha- displayed some patience, he's also – I mean, they let go of Peterson, you know? Now – Things had fallen apart there, but it's hard to argue that things haven't fallen apart right now. Now, if they win tomorrow, he absolutely is not getting fired. Yeah, you know I, I mean? would doubt like, it. Unless you, unless it comes out that like they won yesterday, but there was like this coach-driven feud within the building. You know, like I, 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 I do think it's interesting. A lot of people were excited for Steichen and Gannon to leave, especially Gannon last year yeah. after the way the, the, yeah. the Super Bowl went and with you well, know the rumors about them interviewing for jobs and focusing on stuff outside right. of the Super Bowl, you'll never really know the full story on that. I mean, I know there was tampering stuff leveled against right, the Cardinals the te- for Gannon. Right, well, and the team settled it. They, they gave right. them the pick that, Sydney, that ended up being Sidney Brown, who got the pick six against the Cardinals. <laughs> so, but the coordinators matter, and... Yeah. The two new ones for the Eagles, well, one was already demoted. Yeah, which and also is weird, and I don't know that that was Sirianni's call. The like, other seem like something you'd do. The other people want fired. Right. So, But it, it's also rumored to be in contention for other, other jobs, jo- including the Carolina job. And supposedly there's deep ties there. Like, but it's just weird. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's... But at the same time, I'm like, hey... You know what might not fix the offense is a third offense coordinator in three years. No, that you need consistency. Right. You need to figure out what's going on. Well, and like I saw, we preach this all the time, like patience, right? There are a lot of people who were calling for Matt LaFleur to leave last year. They thought, look, if it's LaFleur or Rodgers, let's get rid of LaFleur. You know, like... No, they made the right decision. 100%. I was never a fan of LaFleur, but you don't go with the aging quarterback. That's a problem all the time with everything. He thought he was the organization, which they've had happen before. Like, it's so crazy how that happened t- right. twice in a row. Yeah. Imagine living through that as the backup quarterback. Which and then, then one-upping like, it. And, and you know he had to be in, in private circles, or at least in his own head, being like, dude, this dude, referring to Favre, is ridiculous. And then being like... I can be. I can yeah. do better. Hold my beer. You yeah. Know, like how ridiculous. So hold my second. Oh. Do you do you think so? Belichick coaches. I don't yeah. think that's like he's coaching somewhere. Please, please, please don't let him go to Dallas, or or let him go to Dallas, and your wish still come true of him not getting to the record. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want him to surpass Shula, obviously, for uh, selfish reasons. But let's finish with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan won the national championship. I agree with people. I think Jim's gone. Well, I agree with people that I don't think their championship is tainted 
because of their the spying scandal. Oh, it, completely. He he already served the suspension, and obviously when that all started, they had to shut it down. Obviously. And I think teams change. Like I don't think it. They went no. through the hardest part of their schedule, including right. the playoff and national championship, without having that advantage. Yeah, at least they were on the same playing field as all the other teams. Because we hear sign stealing isn't illegal. It's the no, way they were going the about do doing it. it. So <clears throat> I, I don't like. I agree. I don't think that's an asterisk on on that championship. I don't think it'll ever get vacated. I don't think that's a problem. But Jim Harbaugh has now finished a decade at his alma mater. It would be he, hilarious if it got vacated because of the cheeseburger receipt <laughs> incidents and not the cheating in the games. <laughs> like, <clears throat> tell me, tell me that would not peak be peak NCAA. I was going to say that would be the most NCAA thing. No, right, right. We we can all agree on that. So Harbaugh goes out. Well, Harbaugh is at the top. He, you can't do any better yeah. unless, except back-to-back, which Michigan's losing a lot. Re- I, I told you, and I don't know because eligibility is not the same as your class year, especially right now. But they, but had they mentioned this when we were out at the Big Ten Championship. I think 44 seniors and grad students on, on yeah, the Yeah, fourth, on fifth, the or sixth-year players, 44 of them. That's ha- over half that's, your scholarship guys. Yeah. Now, maybe not all those guys are scholarship guys, but that's a lot to replace. Right, because you a get 85. Lot. Yeah, right. Oh, and now one of your not seniors, McCarthy, is leaving. Right. Well, both running backs are gone, right? Yeah, Blake Corum's going to leave too. And well, it wasn't like the entire offensive line upper class right, because they like all returned. Last yeah, well, year they almost. had this fund last year to right. bring like everyone back, their NIL, right. their collective, but, and it worked. They right, got the job done. Right. And quick note, I I think it was the Athletic did a, did an article, or maybe it was Adam Brenneman who did like a piece on how Washington uses their NIL and they focus on retainment and over recruitment of, with yeah. it and how successful they've been with it. Um, I think, and this obviously I have no insight to this. I think McCarthy leaving is a sure sign that Harbaugh is also going to leave. I don't think it necessarily means he has a deal in place this minute. I think it means they had to sit down and he was like, look, I'm probably gone. Would, would he trying to figure out what Jim, Jim Harbaugh's Harbaugh is do. thinking is about as useless as anything. However, his stock to go to the NFL will never be higher. No, you're right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. He accomplished what he set out to do in college football. He restored Michigan back to national prominence. Right. And again, three straight wins against Ohio don't State. I like it. But two like, college football playoffs and a national championship. College football is better when Michigan is relevant. relevant. Yep. And they had fallen to irrelevancy. They were um, two and four in 2020. I know, COVID year. There's a lot. I mean, right. Penn State started 0 and 5. But preach with the consistency and patience. They wanted him run out. He, he renegotiated to take a pay cut because they were underperforming. Yeah, patience, patience, right. patience. I know it's not always right. afforded, but you can see what happens when right. when you are patient. However, and he's ultra competitive. And look at this. Who would want, if you could coach in the NFL or in college, who would want to, to coach in college no, right now? You're right. I mean, I know that the the paychecks are crazy, but you know what else has started to change is the NFL coaching pay. You know what I mean? And if you're one of the most, oh, okay, I'll take it. They called that on Detroit. Yeah, I'm... looked like he came into the. See, I, I am me. so I am so torn here 
because if the Eagles if win, the Eagles the win, you want the Rams to win. But right. if the Eagles are going to lose, you want Detroit to win. Right. So no, I agree. Like I would not look. I if I was that good of a coach and I got to choose between college and NFL, I would always pick NFL. I feel like I would always pick NFL, but the way that college is going now, I would 100% pick NFL. Right. Well, and like Franklin and Kraft did a great job of like talking through this. You have to recruit not just your high school guys, not just your transfer portal guys, but you have to re-recruit your own roster Roster. every year. That's tough. That's really tough. But on the other hand, when – when are you at the best position to do that? Coming off a national championship. Like, you know, like it's. Yep. So if McCarthy gets filed, fired, everyone's thinking, you know, could they go after Bill Belichick? Why wouldn't they go after Jim Harbaugh? Man. The Charger job is out there too. I know the Raiders is too, but I feel like that's going to Antonio Pierce. I would guess I would be shocked if it didn't well, after Max they Crosby. After, right, he's basically like, saying I'm you're, I'm, I'm going to ask leaving. for a trade if right. you don't hire Antonio Pierce, their best defender, the best player. So <laughs> yeah, so if if he, Pierce gets the Raiders job, you have the Chargers. And to be fair to him, I feel like he's kind of earned it. Like yeah. earned, or at least earned well, the, the same shot. thing with um, Bisaccia. Uh, yeah, I almost Who, said Biscotti. Right, Bisaccia. Which is, and Al Davis said this year, he regrets not going with him. Like he, he, or he admits it was a mistake. Yeah. Not- so you have the Chargers job open. You have the Commanders job open. You have the Panthers job open. Not Al Davis, by the way. But right, yeah. Stephen David. Yeah. No. Yes. What is his name? <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Um, you have the Panthers job open. You have the Falcons job open. You have the Titans job open. Mark. Mark Davis, yeah. Stephen Davis was a running back. If Al Davis is saying it, you yeah. know oh, that's a problem. So of those jobs, I feel like trying to look at the roster. Like I feel like the if Dallas isn't available, I feel like the best option for someone like Harbaugh and Belichick is probably. The Chargers because of Herbert. I say you've got you've got Herbert, and I know this is crazy, but like, man, to Southern California is pretty awesome if you're making that kind of money, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, in terms of like, oh, it's just going to be nice weather all the time. I guess That's pretty the awesome. biggest drawback of the Chargers job is you're in the division with Mahomes and Reed. Agree, agree. But if you're the guy, that shouldn't stop you. So right. I could see Harbaugh or Belichick going to the Chargers. Right. If Dallas and or Philadelphia opens, that's a different story because you have established veteran quarterbacks at both of those stops with a lot of core talent there. Right. Now there's some aging issues, I think honestly more in Philadelphia than there are in yeah. Dallas. Dallas I think there's more talent in Philly, but I think there's more veteran guys there that could move on or retire. Yeah. That could throw a wrench into things, but you still have Hertz Brown and Smith and Goddard. That's a great foursome right there on offense. Right. right. Uh, you have to come in and probably make over the defense a little bit because they've had their issues this year. Same thing in Dallas. I feel like there's a couple pieces. Obviously you have Michael Parsons who's one of the best defensive guys out there. If you use him right. 
Yeah, and and on offense, like I know people like the the love hate for Dak is all, ever present. It's up and down. I, he's he he is. I don't I, look at that game today though and be like, oh, they lost that game because of Dak. I know. Maybe, I think the pick six and then the the other interception in the red zone, no, you're you know, right, your own you're red right, zone. You're right. Maybe maybe today's not a great example yeah. for that. But that stuff happens. It's just it, happening at home as the two seed. Like it's right. just bad look. But right. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, by next week at this time, a lot of these jobs will may have been. Well, I think I don't know if it was Schefter. I thought somebody said that like the Chargers are going to interview Harbaugh, like that okay. he is going to interview with them. So when he hired an NFL agent, so. all right? Some of these jobs could be closed when we're back on the air next week, unless these teams really want to do their due diligence with the assistants. On they, these playoff teams, they don't actually want to do their due diligence. They, every one of these owners knows who they want already. Somebody will get those guys, and they'll have to go to other guys down their list. But every one of them knows who they want to hire. Well, so last thing, uh, so the Patriots hired Gerard Mayo was in his contract. The one Belichick, so there wasn't even like because we, we talked about could it be Vrabel? Will it be Mayo? Right, right. It was basically in his contract from last well, year, and then. All, the right. succession plan. And All that stuff started coming out about how like he withdrew his name from a job last year after meeting with Kraft. And then it also, that interview, and I don't know when the interview was from, but it was like Brady and a bunch of former like Patriot guys, and they were talking, and they started, and they like jokingly referred to like who has, the question was, who has the most pool? Like in, and they all re- said Gerard Belichick. Like, and they all referred to him as like, him like he's the guy who has more pool with with bill than anyone like so i think the the biggest thing he needs to do is fill out his staff and figure out what he's going to do at quarterback yeah could uh, this now, could go again, one of two if, ways if that was if they had that conversation last year though he knows like he knows who he wants you don't always get him but he knows who he wants does he bring mcdaniel's home for a fourth time to be his OC because he's a defensive guy. Would McDaniel's do it, or does McDaniel's go with Bill wherever Bill goes? Both places could have new quarterbacks next year. Well, could you see Bill going to the Chargers with Herbert and McDaniel's going there? That would be interesting because McDaniel's, I think, has proven that he can't be a head coach, but he's still a heck of an offensive coordinator. Yeah. The other thing is, and I wasn't thinking about this because I, I really thought Vrabel would McDaniels, be McDaniel's as the offensive coordinator after being embarrassed as the head coach is the best McDaniel's. Right. Like that that's that's peak McDaniel's. The option of having Mike Vrabel as your coach now for Dallas or Philly, if either of those teams fire their coach because of failures I know in the playoffs. That sounds silly. I I'm not a big Vrabel guy. You don't like Vrabel? I don't. See, I feel like Vrabel is kind of like a, like Dan Campbell. I feel like Vrabel is a guy, and I feel like this is me. My dislike of those Patriot teams bleeding through uh, into skewing my perspective of Vrabel the coach. Well, I'm just thinking. I also feel like Vrabel the coach underperformed at the biggest times. Now, maybe he has done more with less than any of those coaches that are on the market right now, like at least the big name guys. Who's the best quarterback that Mike Vrabel had? Will Levis, right? <laughs> I, I mean, Tannehill had his moments, but I wouldn't say uh, 
I, I wouldn't say he's had a great, you know, a top 10 guy. So it'll be, it, it'll be interesting, but could I, could you imagine Derek Henry following Vrabel wherever he goes though? I know, I know Derek Henry's not what he was three years ago, but still. You imagine, want you imagine the Eagles uniting AJ Brown with Vrabel because it's pretty clear that Vrabel was not on board and did not want to move on from AJ no, Brown. Why would you? I, I one of the dumbest trades I've seen. I disagree. <laughs> but I mean, if if the Eagles fail tomorrow and they fire him, I feel like Vrabel's gotta be one of the top options. And and that could be. Hey, and uh win me over. I know and I know Jeffrey Lurie's done a good I'll job be- of finding unknowns and having success with them as coach. You know, he made a misstep with Chip Kelly, but yeah. all the other guys that he's brought in have been basically un- like no one wanted Andy Reed when he was hired. No, no one wanted Nick Sirianni was no when he was hired. Doug Peterson no one wanted hired. Doug Peterson. Exactly. And they all had success, right? One won a Super Bowl. Two others got them to the Super Bowl. Vrabel, Belichick, Harbaugh, would be the biggest name hire they've like, ever made. I feel like Belichick would be such a weird dynamic because in Eagles management, Howie Roseman has his ups and downs, but is such a big name, right? Like that would be a bigger name GM than Belichick has ever worked with, right? right? Like I don't know that he'd want that. I, I don't I honestly don't know how I would feel about that. Well, I I, th- I honestly with the way Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman operate, I don't see oh. Belichick or Harbaugh being an a legitimate option. No, I think those guys want and and Crave are in positions to control. command more control than the Eagles would be willing to give. But I feel like Vrabel would be a great fit there. Right, I do. You said working with AJ Brown, the best quarterback Vrabel's ever had. Good chance you could bring in someone like Derrick Henry. Like I, I know, look, I know they have DeAndre Swift, but Swift and Henry would be a pretty good one-two right. punch. And, and it not working well. And like I saw the thing that said, I guess Vrabel overplayed his hand in a power struggle. I don't know if it was this past season or if it was with something Carthon? Um, or with, with ownership, I think with both possibly. I okay. think with ownership, and they didn't like that, and then it just kind of compounded. And we saw that thing where like they didn't like that he referred to we with the Patriots, and right, they didn't like that. I don't yeah. think that was the nail, and maybe it was the nail in the coffin. I don't think that's the main reason, but I think it's like maybe death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. Um, and I I've, honestly, I feel like. Maybe the Eagles will win tomorrow, and this will be a move. Right, point. it won't matter. But <laughs> I would love nothing less. It, but also, if you're Vrabel, wouldn't you want to go somewhere that's going to have a good quarterback? Yeah, because the, it, who's locked up contractually? Which, like you don't have to worry about. So that. So that would only be if it comes available, Philly or Dallas or the Chargers. Yeah. Now the Commanders and the Falcons, Commanders more so than the Falcons have a chance to get one on the draft. The commanders pick second, right? Yeah. They, so they can get yeah. either Caleb Williams or, or um, may from North Carolina. They're guaranteed to get one of those two. Whoever isn't taking it one, they can take it too. The Falcons, however, would need to move up because they're picking at like eight or nine. I think Yeah. six, six, seven, eight or nine. They're nowhere. They're not close enough to get the one or two spot. They would have to trade up. So 
you know, you talk to front office management about what their expectations are for the quarterback, because obviously Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke are not in Atlanta and it doesn't look like Sam Howell is the option is the way to go in Washington. But if you're Vrabel and you've had as much success as you can have with someone like Tannehill, you'd want to go somewhere with a better option to show that you can get things done when you have the, the people around you. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot, a lot of moving pieces, but I wouldn't be surprised if some of those jobs are finalized this week, especially with some of these teams losing, especially if Detroit would end up losing because their coordinators are being sought after. Uh, Johnson and Glenn yeah. are being interviewed a bunch of places. Dallas is now out. Dan Quinn's available to interview. I don't know. Well, they some people were talking. I think Frank Smith, the Dolphins OC, I think it's Frank Smith, was supposed to be being interviewed by a few people as well. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be wild. It's yeah, gonna it's going to be wild. With, with, who knows what's going on with Carroll, but Belichick is out there. Vrabel is out there. And there's could be some marquee teams with openings, depending on how things go over the next 36 hours. So, but Justin and I will be back for episode 392 next Sunday, January 21st to talk about the divisional round action and then recap anything that happens in the world of coaching. Probably mostly NFL. I don't know if we're going to get any college bombs dropped on us except Harbaugh possibly leaving, but we've already kind of established that that's happening. So uh, any shout outs from you? Um, happy belated birthday to my dad. I know we did it on the show last week, but yep. birthday yesterday. Happy um, birthday to Jeff. I think, I think that's it. Yeah, and I don't think uh, I can cover an important one next week. Um, trying to think if there was anyone else coming up or that I would have missed. I said a bunch of them last week that were in early January. So I think I'm okay, but I apologize if I missed anything. But uh, yeah, that's it for us this week. Episode 391 covering Super Wildcard Weekend 2024. Justin and I will be back in one week's time. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and JRAF show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. Woo-hoo! You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at Raff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Home to other productions, such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time.